Best damn podcast, the best damn town. You want to get up, get ready to get down. Welcome to the greatest damn town in Montana, Great Falls. I'm Rebecca Ingham. I'm Shannon Newth. And we're We're No no Damn damn Experts. experts. I'm so happy. Because of the conversation that happened before we pressed record. (laughs) Because I didn't get coffee. I had to be here at 8 a.m. And usually I like to have a coffee before a podcast. Because my personality on its own is not necessarily... I don't know, podcast quality. Podcast ready early in the morning. So coffee sometimes needed. I didn't get that. Even though you drink decaf? Correct. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the sugar. It's a mental thing. Everybody knows it's the sugar. Yeah. Well, I think it's a mental, emotional thing, too. Sometimes I just like to hold it. Mm. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Let's let's get going. What's going on today, Shannon? Mm, Yeah. Well, it's 9 (laughs) a.m. And this is, we're already off to a great start. Uh, We have Christina and Sarah here from CM Russell Museum. Whoop. We are, yes, this, Christine, you're like, mm, maybe the most, like, tied for or one of the most frequent guests we've had, probably. Wow. But also, the weird thing is... Fourth time, maybe? She's done episodes where she just doesn't talk. Oh, that's true. It's true. I'm usually just in the room. (laughs) Maybe she's like a lurker. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Maybe since I've been here... You haven't been on, but you were in the room when we did the other one. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. I, I mean, I, she I was think my brought, voice has been on the on in the, the podcast. Yeah. this is my maybe third time. Yeah, okay, third time. And although she just lurked in the room that one time, <laughs> she did come to the mic and clarify a few that's things. True, that's like, true. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. we're fact checking this right now. Yeah. So we figured we would just put you on the mic for the whole thing yeah. now. Yeah, perfect. And Sarah. <laughs> So you're, Hi. you're a virgin to this. Yeah. Welcome. Yep, brand new. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done a podcast before? Never. Have no. you ever listened to a podcast before? I do. This sometimes. Because it's this Montana's one I, This one I have. One. <gasps> yes. I definitely have? I do listen to you guys. But otherwise, I... I like I enjoy listening to you guys because I don't feel like you're talking at me. Oh, and that's, that's good. what I don't like about podcasts. Sometimes Others. I feel like they're yelling at me yeah. or judging me when I'm like driving mm-hmm. in my car and I don't. Yeah. But otherwise and you can judge us instead yeah. on this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how well, we that's like to make it. That's the format we created. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, these people are stupid. Yeah. That makes we you make feel you better. feel better yeah. before you head into work. You're mm-hmm. like, oh. They have jobs and they <laughs> simply don't know what they're doing. So <laughs> my day's going to be good. My day. yeah. yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And you still came in. Yes, I did. Guess, I so that's great. <laughs> um, so today we've talked many times before about the CM Russell Museum. Of course, fabulous, wonderful asset in our community. We wanted to talk specifically today about your exhibits. The largest selection. Yes. The largest collection of all Russells ever. Yeah. Well, what we have right now is <laughs> that's okay. not completely yeah. correct. No, I need like it's, a fact it's, check button. I mean, <laughs> we we do have the most Russells on display than we have before right now. Um, so it's a really great time. But the the cool thing that we have is we have a masterwork collection that is from the Montana Historical Society, mm-hmm. and it's on loan to us. Ooh. So that's a really big one. I feel comfortable saying. <laughs> it is my opinion. Which I will pretty, repeat this fact. Pretty sure I am correct that at right now we have the largest collection of Russell works on display. In the world. Sure. I was going to say in yeah. the country, but it, probably uh, in the but world as well. I mean, like, well. why yeah. would... Japan have a collection. You don't know what Japan does. I, that's true. I, <laughs> yeah. true. I, that's true. Yeah. We have over 200 Russells on display. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it's that's it's a, a pretty great time to come yeah. to the museum. Even if you're not a Russell fan, there's still some really cool things to see. Like how many galleries is this taking up? Because that's a lot of art. Of, of Russell. 
Well, our the, count we, the, <laughs> the collection we There's have on loan right now three. is in one gallery. However, okay. oh. we, always, we always have two galleries that are full Russell, mm-hmm. that are permanently always Russell. And then we've got the early works. We've got his letters mm-hmm. in Bullhead Lodge. Mm-hmm. We've got the temporary exhibition right now. And then we have the Trig collection. So that's yep. six at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, then there's a few more scattered as other parts bar. of exhibitions. And then, yep. of course, the home and studio. Mm-hmm. That's always on mm-hmm. display, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's about 10 that right seems now like a dedicated lot. to Russell. I'm including yeah. the studio and the home as a gallery in each for now people mm. might think that's weird like you are the sam russell museum but you you're not just russell art <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right true true story yeah. folks um yeah. it's the museum complex in his honor for western art but you showcase other people oh yeah i mean that's the great thing about art and about you know talking about western art is that there's so many different genres different people that you can talk about but i mean that's kind of embracing russell in that sense that he mm-hmm. would want to see other artists too. And the other thing as well is a lot of our works of Russell are on paper and I can't have them on display 24 seven. Mm. We yeah. have to rotate those. Mm. Let's talk a little bit about that because yeah. the lights are a little bit dim in some areas of the yeah. gallery. <laughs> yeah. And for us who are not astute uh, as yeah. to why the light dims and you're like, Oh, this is romantic. This must be really important. And like yeah. you get up close and personal. <laughs> it's not because you want it romantic. Is it's it? an ambiance. No, oh. <laughs> no I mean, we, yeah. I mean, we, we have to have the lights low. There have to be filters. Um, and we're trying to protect all the paper and the canvases from uh, UV rays. So even your light bulbs that you have in your house, they have UV rays and Hmm. they're really bad for works on paper, especially. So pencils, watercolors, they'll just fade super quickly. So if we have those lights low, then they're not going to, they can last another hundred years. Mm. And so that's, you know, my biggest job as the associate curator is to make sure our collection lasts for another hundred years so people can keep seeing it and enjoying it. So. I was just going to ask what your role was at the. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry about that. Yeah. No, you're, no, yeah, I'm the yeah. associate curator. Okay. So. How long have you been with the museum for? Uh, come December, it'll be four years. Okay. Yeah. Great. It's been pretty exciting. Yeah. What? Uh, what? Oh, what on earth led you to this life? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, you, I don't know. You don't seem like a young Sheldon type of person to me that would be like Sheldon was a physicist right but not still a personality trait of like I'm gonna curate art and Mm. I'm gonna preserve my book or you know you haven't seen her sweet um cow high I have I did they're fantastic these are my happy boots as they should be (laughs) I I think they give her power because Mm. I commented how amazing they were when we were at leadership gray falls yes I wear them for the fun things yes um so I actually, before I moved to Montana, I lived in St. Louis, where no. I got my master's. Where I'm Charlie Russell, Russell was born. born. Yep. Yeah. I yeah. know, right? Just followed the Crazy. Missouri up here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She said you know, she wanted to be a cowgirl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> got the boots and made it happen. I mean, yeah. Um, no, I'm originally from Illinois, and I grew up in a farming community. So it's not that far of a stretch to think about moving to Montana. Mm-hmm. But um, no, graduated with my master's and... I was looking for a job. Yeah. <laughs> really. And so I was working in a gallery when I, um, through grad school, and I really enjoyed curating and the aspect of working with artists and just seeing art and kind of living in that world um, and thought about museums. I mean, that's yeah. the, my two loves. It's history and art combined. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, you can meet a whole bunch of cool people all the time <laughs> and people just don't realize that. And my job is never the same. Mm. from day to day so it's always exciting and crazy and you know that's why I love museums but that's what brought me out here just kind of by chance um I joke around saying that it was because my sister had just moved here six months before I did (laughs) and I was helping her look for apartments and had the zip code still saved and so then I was looking for jobs it popped up. It, popped oh, up. it was destiny. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, destiny. Uh, I like how you say it, like your job can be kind of wild. I think is that the word you used? No, but oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Crazy. Apparently, but, I came up with that in my head. Wild is um, pretty accurate. So I hear the term, you know, curator, museum curator, art curator. But you're like, it's never the same day to day. What 
what does that involve then? Because to me, like, I kind of have this image of like curator, like you're locked in a back room, like white whatever. gloves. Like yeah. you have your special white gloves. Right. I mean, what does that I actually have the involve? White gloves. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Do you I have definitely... a full collection <laughs> yeah. for different like, things. Christened, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, we have different gloves for different purposes. We do. Um, <laughs> you're joking me. <laughs> no, I need the dust no, gloves. I need the oil gloves. No, I There's yeah. like three gloves that we use. Um, you have the Ooh. white gloves leather that I cotton use. Yeah. <laughs> um, the white ones we use um, more when, with archives and when people are watching and <laughs> definitely when people are watching um, we use those more for like paper because it's easier to kind of grab those and be gentle mm-hmm. um, we also have just like non latex ones that we can also use in that I just don't like how those feel as much mm-hmm. um, but we have those in case guests come in and need to look at some archives too we use those um, and then otherwise we have like the your like working gloves that are like rubber dipped and so like those are what we like carry oh. frames with oh because less chance of slipping yeah, or falling less dropping. chance of slipping but also the oils on your fingers can damage uh, oh. bronzes if you touch those or if you touch frames so you always wear gloves as to again conserve the work and it's not going to damage them mm. yeah <laughs> so yeah I wasn't kidding there are like three different gloves we use <laughs> see that's what I get for being a smart Alex <laughs> yep Makes I sense. mean, no, you're just accurate. Yeah. So it mm-hmm. works. Yeah. Well, I'm so brilliant. I mean, I hardly ever know when I'm telling accurate truth. So so um, were you part of like in your um, role? Is that part of you that brought the historical society ones here or helped kind of organize that? Or how does that work? Yeah, I was definitely involved with that. Okay. Um, as a curator, I'm talking to other curators um, mm-hmm. from places. And so a lot has to do with First, just asking to see if it's even going to be worthwhile for them. Mm. Um, they're under construction right now, so it'll be really cool when they reopen. Um, but we were trying to see if instead of just storing their Russells, if it would just be better to have people see it, have yeah. it on view. Mm-hmm. So discovering Russell, the McKay collection, kind of came about because of that, um, for that need of making sure that they're still on view. And so then, yeah, I, I was working with their curators, um, just kind of, I came up with a list of things that I would like to see, what I thought were the best and a little bit of everything. So we have some watercolors, some inks, oils, bronzes, and just, again, so you can see a little bit of the collection. It's not the whole McKay collection. Um, but yeah, so you just make that list and you request it. And then it goes over to different different people on how to get it here and mm paperwork pass it off a lot of paperwork yeah Yeah. who's mckay like what (laughs) oh yeah why (laughs) why do we call it the mckay collection yeah so malcolm mckay was a russell collector and he actually was a really good friend um to charlie russell and nancy and so he came out in i believe 1899 to uh, montana fell in love he was originally from new jersey Um, And started his own cattle company with his partner, Charlie Wright. Um, And they had a brand, the Lazy E.L. brand. I enunciated on that one. (laughs) Um, And so he just loved the life of Montana. Loved this kind of nostalgia of working for what you had. And, um, you know, and just kind of, I don't know, the Montana way of life. I don't know how Mm -hmm. else to describe it. Now that, like, I'm here, I kind of understand it. Yeah. Yeah. And so... He loved that, but in, he was in New York in 1911, and he met Charlie Russell, and he realized that his art really spoke to him, and that Charlie was kind of painting this dying way of life, hmm. in the sense of where the Native Americans were, and what was happening to them at the time, and the ranching, and the trapping, and trading, everything that Charlie was depicting, it was n- not going to be around for much longer. And so he wanted to help out with that, and so he would commission a lot of artworks, um, and he amassed a huge collection of masterworks Mm -hmm. probably one of the biggest collections that one person collected of russell during his lifetime that were just amazing so that's why we call it the mckay collection is because the family donated that collection to the montana historical society and they kept the name Hmm. and it includes a lot of um really famous Russell paintings that a lot of people have heard of. So Bronx to Breakfast Mm -hmm. um, is one that most people have heard of. The Roundup. Laugh uh, Kills Lonesome. Laugh Kills Lonesome. Charles M. Russell and His Friends. Uh, So these titles of paintings that if you're a big fan of Russell, 
probably will kind of pique your ear and you'll be like, well, I've heard of that one. Yeah. Um, so it, it's just an incredible collection. And then the Historical Society through Sarah um, also threw in some extras. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's just an incredible collection that we have up. Yeah. So, yeah, there's some other Russells on there that are not part of the McKay collection, but they're part of MHS's. Um, um, and so you can see those. And that's um, York, uh, the Kioma. Kioma. There we go. That's what I was thinking mm. of. I, a lot of people's opinion, most importantly, would be waiting for a Chinook or mm. the last of the 5,000. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I've heard those. The museum, in my tenure at the museum, we've always just had, it's such an important Russell, early, early, early Russell, that we had a foam core print of it on the wall. We didn't oh. own it, but we got permission from MHS to have a, a replica. Um and we don't have replicas on our walls. No. We put the real thing yeah. on the wall. But that yeah. one piece is so important to Charlie Russell's story mm. that we we needed to have it up. And so we've had this foam core piece up since the beginning of time. And we now have the real thing for a short period of time. So we, you can come see the Ooh. real waiting for a schnook. The piece right. a lot of people say launched Charlie's career. Hmm. So yeah. interesting. With the McKay collection. So mm-hmm. he was Malcolm McKay. Yep. Was a good friend of Charlie's. Yeah. There's a lot of correspondence that Charlie did where he had drawings and there that's on display in the museum and other places. Are there any letters, like personal letters to Malcolm from Charlie on display with that? So right now we actually, we don't have any of those letters in our collection. Okay. Um, usually what we do is we try to request from other museums if they have those to get those duplications um, or replicas that we can have up. But we do have a beautiful letter from Nancy to Malcolm and Malcolm mm. to Nancy after Charlie died. Oh. Um, so it's like a really beautiful moment to talk about their relationship that it went beyond just like a patron and an artist. Yeah. And so it's talking about how much Malcolm misses Charlie and how much, you know, he wishes Nancy well. And, mm. and it's just, it's just a beautiful moment to kind of have that. That so. is neat. One of my favorite things um, in our museum, I have a lot of favorite things, but one <laughs> of my favorite things is out in the house, the house and studio. Um, we, um, conserved and refurbished uh, six years ago now. It started in, I think, 2016, 2017. Yep. Um, but in the house, we have photographs of Nancy sitting at her desk. And so we were able to use those historic photographs to recreate that placement. Mm-hmm. So when you first walk in the house, you can see Nancy's desk right in front of you. And there's a picture of her sitting at that desk, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But then the other thing we've done is we... Um, have a a button you can push and it starts a video that projects on the blotter which is the the padding that you used to write letters on when people actually wrote letters yeah. uh, and it projects a video on there and it shows some of the letters and the reason I bring this up is because the video is about a correspondence between Nancy and Malcolm McKay talking about a commission he had done for a painting called the Roundup, which is currently mm. on display in the galleries. Ah. And you can hear them talking back and forth, Malcolm saying, oh, it's such a fine painting. Um, you know, it's one of Charlie's best and and Nancy responding back. And there's a little price negotiation in there because <laughs> yeah. Malcolm Nancy, wanted to pay yeah. one thing and Nancy was nope. not accepting <laughs> his offer. Yeah. Um, but it's just a really lovely uh, back and forth between the two of them. And we we on the video, it shows the letters. Um, so you cool. can kind of read those. So it's a nice little connection between the house, which is outside of our museum walls, but still on our complex. And then uh, so you can hear that uh, negotiation and then you can write, walk right inside and see the painting that they were negotiating. That is really neat. So. Yeah. I have a logistical question. I'm just mm. curious how, because these are precious, you know, one one and done paintings that exist rubber how, gloves yeah how do they they walk <laughs> the canyon between helen and great falls how do you how, like how are these packed how are these transported like what's the process of actually like we wanted it to be these? authentic so stagecoach yeah. <laughs> perfect i love it yeah yeah um yeah, i was kidding hey I mean, in between yeah yeah I love that. <laughs> um, so it, it it does depend on place to place. Okay. Um, the nice thing is that we are close closer to them. Yes. Um, but they're crated, so mm. someone's building wooden crates that these fit perfectly in, and then they have, there's foam in there. They're protected, and then they get shipped. Okay. Um, usually with a fine art shipper. So it's a guy with a 
you know, a white van, but inside is artwork <laughs> and not, you know, creepy. Well, yes. <laughs> exactly. So. I'll the, say it. We were going that direction. <laughs> the the vans or when it's going a longer distance, a few years ago, we had a large exhibition um, and we had paintings coming from all over the country. Um, so these are climate controlled mm. vans and yep. um, semi trucks in some cases. So they've got fine-tuned, like better humidity controls than our houses yeah. um, because those paintings cannot be exposed to high fluctuations in temperature yeah. and humidity. So yeah. all of these transportation vehicles, again, whether it be a sprinter van or a semi-truck, has these incredible um, climate controls wow. because you have to make yeah. sure. Um, and then this is the best, my favorite thing, though, because so I previously have worked in marketing at the museum and so anytime we got new paintings in, I was always like, open the box, let me yeah. see it. <laughs> and we don't just open the box. No, you can't. Oh. You have to. So it's been. They have to acclimate? Yeah, they do. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, you got all that climate control. You can't you just. You can't just bust it open. Oh, they're in the warehouse. Yeah. Let's <laughs> tear it open. No, exactly. I was always up there with my cell phone ready to yeah. video. I was like, come on, get the crowbar. Crack it open. Yeah. And they're like, first of all, no crowbars. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all. That's you know, how you get a box open. Come yeah. back in, I don't like three days. Sometimes? Yeah, usually huh. it, well, it also just depends on like what it is. Usually we, we can also give it up to a week. We just really want to make sure it's now acclimated to our humidity and controls. Wow. Um, that also has to go with the agreements between the different, you know, facilities that they because like they also can control what our humidity levels are, too. In oh those spaces. Gosh. So like there's a lot that goes into that. And thank goodness I'm not that person at the museum. That's Ross. Wow. <laughs> I think though, but, yeah. you know, there's been there's been in the news lately, I'm gonna go off on a little tangent, like right. prenuptial agreements between celebrities. And I've always like <laughs> They get to dictate like how much money they get if they stay married for a long period of time. And I've decided now, listening to this humidity and temperature control conversation, I'm just going to start my own contracts. You want me to come visit? Um, I'm going to need your house to be at a mm-hmm. constant 68 degrees. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need... Like a hospitality writer almost right. for me. Yeah. <laughs> only, blue, only blue M&M's uh-huh. in your, in your yeah, guest room. Blue mm-hmm. M&M's, yeah. <laughs> Gonna need a Sherling, fake Sherling blanket th- thrown on my <laughs> on my bedspread. Yeah, well, that's crazy. They yeah. can dictate that. Yeah, well, it's usually it, within though. it's yeah. usually within ranges that we already do. Sure. Um, but again, it's it's what they they want, and so we do. We we talk about it. We want to make sure that everyone's happy. Um, and again, that because we're responsible for them, mm-hmm. they're in our space. We want to make sure that they're happy yeah. <laughs> with us and that they'll want to do it again. Yeah. Well, so, w- you know, when we, we do the exact same thing when we exactly. love paintings. So yeah. it's not a one way street. It yeah. is very much, uh, it, they, the, you know, a painting at the end of the day is the responsibility of the institution that owns it. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to loan, just like if you're going to loan your, or have someone watch your dog, like. You're giving yeah. them the right food to feed your dog. You know, we the whole thing. should be getting more restrictions yep. so. for this. <laughs> well, I'm just going to say, we have a few items on loan from Wayne Thayer's, and that came with nothing. So thank you, yeah, It's just in my office. I have my heater on and off all the time. Like, There's I direct don't... light on it. Like, yeah. uh, I'm sorry, Wayne. It's yeah. just depreciating by the day. <laughs> Apparently. Here. There's got to be. Notice I didn't jump up when you were <laughs> talking some that. artwork for the, for the offices. Yeah. I wasn't like, oh, the museum's got some. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I was just hoping to get like a metal something like mm-hmm. oh we're gonna put up this metal thing from the gift shop i wasn't expecting to get an original i shouldn't be trusted to even really no. look at them closely <laughs> like did you did you no. tell them you should no. tell them about your desire for the bison oh like, i do if you ever get an opportunity for a bison head like a bison mount i got yeah. a place for it and i would she really, really like wants one that do you want with fur or yes. yeah we don't oh, okay we just don't have want the skulls, skulls. Oh, we could okay. get yeah. you a skull. I don't want a skull. Oh, well, I mean, well. uh, I can, I could maybe find <laughs> you one a head. I don't. <laughs> I don't want <laughs> one that comes with temperature temperature. Yeah, we can't do that. Yeah. No, no. I'm just <laughs> this saying, office we, we do, is a little too warm. We get. We have wonderful people who do want to um, donate things to the museum, and we love that. I mean, we don't have a a fund to purchase Russells. That's not. Most museums don't have that kind of money just lying yeah. around. Um, but people come to us to donate other things, and you'd be surprised how many. If you get a bison head yeah. mount, uh, you. you just let them know, yeah. hey, 
Great. Boss Montana we, tourism yeah. would really appreciate being able to tell the story of the bison here with a head mount mm-hmm. and their And we would museum. send them to the yeah. CM Russell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll see what yeah. I can do. Okay. <laughs> I'll just keep putting it out into the universe. Yeah. Yeah. I figured may as well tell them too. Yeah. 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 It is a good plan. <laughs> There's got to be like 10. Oh. Ba- oh, go ahead. I was going to ask about security. So like when people, (laughs) when the sprinter van is traveling, is there an MHP following or tailing or? You, you have um, art handlers. So museum people who work with art all the time and you never leave the van alone. So there's always someone there. Like it's a little awkward, but like if you need a pullover, like, cause I've helped transport art before, but like if you need to use the restroom, you can only go one at a time and you like, they leave Mm -hmm. the door, you lock the doors. And then, like, they, they go come back, and they come back and they have and to you flash have to their back. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Make sure is it you really re- you? Is it really you? Um, and then, you know, then you swap. And that's, you know, n- it's never left alone. So if and people so didn't think there was something valuable in it before, if you just watch what happens at a rest stop, you'll figure out that there's something good in that truck. <laughs> no, they're, they're, it usually just there's looks not like, like human trafficking. Yeah. That's <laughs> all it looks uh-huh. like. I mean, we don't have a sign that says, you know, High valuables right. come here but if and people take a are look, like having but to like rotate and like guard. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. they they might have toddlers in the back. As a mom of toddlers, I was like, gonna say, I mean, yeah. you also uh, don't leave those in the car alone. So. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you're getting places, so much advice here today, <laughs> folks. <laughs> I mean, some people do have a follow car mm-hmm. um, and some other things too. So I mean, it just a depends helicopter. on. <laughs> I haven't seen that yet, but that'd no. be cool. That I'll, would be I'll, cool. I'll do a ride in the helicopter. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yep. When the return to Calgary was here, some of those paintings came with their own security, correct? Uh, I believe so. I wasn't here for that, but um, there's, again, it, it talks about with those that paperwork, what happens. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of them do. Sometimes they have their own security. Um, sometimes other curators actually come and they watch the process of them being hung up on the mm-hmm. walls. Um, again, it just depends on where they're coming from and you know what those negotiations are for that kind of stuff. So, wow. yeah. Like I said, it's huh. never the same yeah. at the museum. It's always different. So has there ever been a painting where you've refused to like, yeah, I'm not going to handle that because if I, oh, if I drop it or... Shove the it through a lot of thing. pressure. A bison skull. I mean, I had I had worked with paintings before that were what I considered valuable, and then I <laughs> come to the CM Russell Museum, and it was like the my like second week there, and um, we, our department we're great. We love to joke around with each other, but one of the guys is like, "All right, you can hang this now," and I was like, "Isn't that a isn't that a Russell?" And he's like, "Yeah, you got it by yourself, right?" And I was like, uh, "Isn't isn't that like?" Over six figures? Isn't it like a second? He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. And I was like, oh my nope. Gosh. And I like ran away. I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Too much gonna, pressure. Too much pressure. Yeah. Um, no, you just always, you work as a team and you just mm-hmm. make sure that everyone's, you know, working together, that not one person is uncomfortable. And you just, again, we also never hang a Russell by just one person. Mm-hmm. Um, we always have that second person there to make sure that nothing happens. So seems smart. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is such a career path I cannot go into. <laughs> I, I mean, know for so many reasons I could not do that. You mm-hmm. just sit there and go, no, I can't do that job. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a long list of jobs Far I can't do. But. for that job. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And well, you think about the security for that. Like that is like, I'm yeah. going to go into law enforcement and security. And you stand and watch a painting. Like mm-hmm. that or watch, you can't even watch the painting, watch people watching the painting. Yeah. But can like you imagine for like an art you, heist to happen? Yeah, but can you imagine <laughs> the people who have to like hang it up and those people are watching you? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Definitely feel like you're in a fishbowl. <laughs> yeah. Mm, Added pressure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. Performance anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we get it done. So yeah. we've got the out. best team ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are there like 10 backup generators at that place? Because like if oh. power goes out, if something happens and the humidity level drops slightly or something, like what? How? <laughs> How do you make sure that it stays a constant? Sure. So we, we, um, we don't for actually for a lot of security reasons we don't talk about a lot sure, of these things. That makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, however, I can tell you our 
um, we have a lot of redundancies included in mm-hmm. the museum. So worst yeah. case scenario, we are a museum. We don't have a lot of windows. If you've ever noticed mm-hmm. walking around yep. a museum, you rarely see a lot of windows. It's because yep. um, you don't want that light and a variety of other things. We also have uh, quite a few doors between our galleries. So yeah. if needed, we can close doors. Mm-hmm. And it does take a fair amount of time for um temperature and humidity to change unless it's 105 or negative 40 Um, but still even then it can it usually is enough there's enough time that we can get the power restored and it's it's not the end of the world is there a regulation of the number of people that can be in a room at a time we have um capacities okay of course yeah Um, most of those are actually just fire okay i was (laughs) beyond Um, fire code just with like you know yep everyone's yeah hot occasionally we no okay no, that no that's, <laughs> that's not, not a thing, thing. No. okay the, and um, it's the only then there's secured areas too that only certain staff can go into sure. and so um those have more of a limitation but that's for staff yeah and and most huh. of the public is not going to be able to see those spaces yeah, yeah. we don't hold all staff so. meetings in the vault <laughs> right um <laughs> you know good call yeah. and, and that's little, mostly yeah. just for for body spatial awareness like we've mm. all accidentally bumped into something oh, gosh. Um, yeah. but in the vault you just can't have that and so yeah. you just <laughs> want to ensure that everyone has their bubble that they can stay within to ensure that no one is bumping into anything accidentally yeah, yeah. Wow. it's really interesting to listen to them moving artwork because they're very verbal about everything mm. Okay, now we are going to pick up the painting. Do you have hold of the painting? Yeah. Yes, I have hold of the painting. Yep. I am now going to lift my side. Yep. Okay, one, two, three, <laughs> lift. And these paintings, some of them are quite heavy, but some of them are like three pounds. Yeah. <laughs> and you've got two people and there's all verbal like one, two, three, lift and move to the right and yeah. move to, like do the hokey pokey and turn yeah. <laughs> yeah. I but, need a list of like what that looks like. So next time my husband and I are trying to like move a piece oh, of furniture it's never in gonna the house. Work. It'll never work between it's married just always people. so stressful. Anytime like, oh, can you help me with this? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Like, oh, it's a, like, but maybe that type of moving it's, would <laughs> there's a lot of communication oh yeah, yeah. we have to because that I makes mean, sense uh, yeah and i mean again like i said we give each other a hard time all the time and joke around but when it comes to hanging artwork we're pretty serious yeah exactly. the serious switch mm-hmm. clicks yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly well um i'm not planning to steal any artwork <laughs> i Thank think you, you I are mean, you always I mean, come <laughs> like <laughs> it's like true this is now my third fourth fourth <laughs> podcast fifth if like we're talking about just like just in the room, present. I feel like Rebecca. Every single time you talk about <laughs> touching a painting or stealing a painting, no, it's okay. I've I, already mentally uh-huh. flagged her. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. So oh, she's she's like police in town. Yeah. She has PD have me on a list too. Yeah. Like I it's true. Just they have came that in on a podcast and it came out. Yeah. <laughs> like you weren't on. Well, I must have fallen off because yeah. I had asked some questions before that <laughs> really made them think. But yeah. how many threats do you get? Like in a year we're not gonna answer that question okay that's (laughs) fine but like you would have to you always have to be thinking that that's gonna happen and we have those precautions okay yeah we we mean we have a wonderful security team most of them are former military they are nice so they know they just they have their systems they have their routines they have their here's our standard checks yeah so they they've got it under control yeah Mm -hmm. We mm-hmm. stay in our lane, they stay in theirs. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh-huh. <laughs> and never I mean, shall they meet. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you're going to yeah. be in their lane here pretty soon, Rebecca. Yeah. 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 I have already can been you, in their can lane. Can you smile for a picture <laughs> yeah. really quick? Yeah. No, they know. Put because it up in the I, was yep. there, exactly. I was there at Return to Calgary and I got the, ma'am, you're going to need to step back. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, yeah. they're like, yeah, you can't be that close to that painting. And I'm like, I'm not really that close, but. Yeah, your it's breath not for is you to horrid. decide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you should just leave now, please. Yep. Yeah, yeah. They just no. uh, moved me back, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm good with that because yeah. they told me the fines and penalties. I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm just yeah. gonna stand in the center of the room and turn in a circle. I don't even need to be that close to <laughs> good the painting. Idea. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is it, there's the McKay collection? Is mm-hmm. that the entirety of what's on loan from uh, Historical Society right now, or is there more beyond that? Um, there's about the five or six that mm-hmm. are from their collection. They're still Russell's. Mm-hmm. So in the, they're in the same space, which is nice. Um, but they're just, they just weren't, um, commissioned or collected by the McKay family okay. in any way. Yeah. But I mean, we mentioned there was York, Kioma, um, 
waiting on a Chinook. That's a, that's such a There's huge a one. Yeah. yeah. It, it, but physically tiny, which is great. Is but then there is yeah. a physically huge one um, yeah. that is unnamed uh, because it really? was on the easel when Charlie died. So <gasps> it's unfinished. Oh, my gosh. And the coolest thing that I, well, what I think is the coolest thing about it is by looking at it, you really get a sense of his process, mm, how yeah. he would create and compose a painting. Um, and the, the, well, I guess, yeah, the process he went through. So how he layered paint, how you layer paint on. So you mm-hmm. can see, um, it's a scene of, um, Swan Lake. It's at Swan Lake. Yep. Mm-hmm. Out near Sealy. Mm-hmm. A lot of people in Great Falls have been there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there's a Native American camp on the banks. And so he's got the sky in, he's got the mountains in, and that beautiful, um, you know, dusk or dawn, uh, Charlie Russell, the pinks and the purples of the sky. Yeah. He's got most of the trees in, but he hasn't put in the foliage or the um, needles on the trees. Yeah. In fact, huh. we can't tell what type of tree they are because he hasn't gotten to that yet. Huh. It's just a trunk. It's just the trunk. Wow. Um, if you ever watched a Bob, this people are going to be so oh. offended, but if you've nope. ever watched Bob Ross, <laughs> mm-hmm. You know how he always puts in the trunk yes. and then he puts in the happy, happy leaves? Little, yes. Happy leaves. Okay. <laughs> trees. Charlie had not yet added in the happy little yeah. leaves. He's just done the... Okay. Yeah. So I apologize yeah. for anyone it's okay. who's offended. I mean, they're exactly the same type of artist. Right. It's same thing. Culture, cultural reference. That's what yeah. Charlie uh, would have done yeah. down the road. Sure. Yes. So, yeah. I could just see so. Charlie in the studio uh-huh. and his easel going with his fan brush. Happy little leaves. Uh-huh. Um, Nancy in the background. Charlie, hurry up. No. Um, we got to get this out. We got to make the money. Yeah. So, um, and then he's put in teepees, but he's not yet decorated the teepees. Mm. Um, The only thing that's really in focus in there is the fire. He has a little fire pit going inside of a teepee. teepee. So he's, he's already thinking about like the light, how the light's going to affect that area, which is also kind of great because you know, that's going to be a focal point for the painting. You just don't know what's happening. And then Mm. there's the shoreline and that's kind of just roughed in. And then there's. There's a figure. You don't know if it's going to be, if it's going to turn into like a dog or a person like dipping something in to get water, but you can tell he's just trying to think of putting someone or something there. Um, And it looks like it's been wiped away. So maybe he's going to change the composition. You don't really know. It's just really unique because I got, well, one, I mean, he was still working on it when he died. So that in itself is, you know, is kind of special, but then it's also, yeah, you get to see the process. You don't really get to see that for a lot of artists. That's huh. really neat. Mm-hmm. And that one's just unnamed. Well, no, 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 it does have a name. It's um, It was actually commissioned for the colonel. Well, I'm going to have to look up on my notes. <laughs> it. What often happens, though, is if a painting is unfinished and the artist hasn't officially mm-hmm. named it, um, later someone, scholars, whoever, they have to give it a name of some sure. kind to... to um, be able to categorize it or catalog it, excuse mm-hmm. me. And so it's usually in parentheses. And I think this one is um, Salish Camp at Swan Lake Kootenai. or or Kootenai. Sorry, Kootenai Camp Kootenai on Kootenai Swan Camp. Lake. Yeah. And it was painted for a Cornelius Kelly. Um, huh. He had a summer cabin there. And so, so this was is a commissioned to, piece. It was, yep, yeah. commissioned for him. Um, hmm. There was actually several paintings that he was commissioned at around the time of his death. To finish and Malcolm McKay was waiting on a painting. Wow. He had owned yeah. a painting and loaned it to um, Malcolm. So Malcolm had owned um, a painting called. Uh, Describe it. I don't know which one you're going <laughs> It's the first word is jerked. I think it's jerked up. And oh, um, yeah. well, there's well, he, the reason is because there's there's like jerk down and then there's a lot of. Yeah, there's yeah. Jerk so up, jerk down there. Malcolm had purchased that painting and then he loaned it um, in the early 20s to a company because they were going to make a print of it. They wanted to put it in a book or something huh. else. And when he received it back, it had been damaged. Ugh. And oh, he horse. told them, you damaged it. I don't. And so he there's a letter where he wrote to Nancy and said, what what should I do? Yeah. Should I tell them that they need to reimburse me so I can have Charlie make a new painting? Should they have it fixed? What should we do? And Nancy was pretty vague in her response saying, you know, if this painting is incredibly valuable, special to you personally, um, and it was, she knew the story behind it. Um, you should probably just have it fixed, but Charlie could also make you a new one. And Malcolm eventually decided that he wanted Charlie to make him a new one. Huh. And so the insurance company, they were still a thing back then, paid out the claim, 
took possession of the painting and sold it to Dr. Philip Cole, who was another collector and kind of a rival collector to McKay. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, and Malcolm was waiting on Charlie to create a new painting for him when Charlie died. And oh so Malcolm gosh. kind of, he uh, had in- He got shafted. He, <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> yeah. he was a, uh, an, an investment um, firm owner, if you will. Uh, and he- managed nancy's money that's how close the two families were malcolm was their essentially financial advisor and nancy had had malcolm put that six thousand dollars in her investment account with malcolm uh to hold on to and when charlie passed away she told malcolm i'll take the six thousand dollars back it's it's rightfully yours is that wow do we know like a going rate for a commissioned piece when Charlie was alive, like this one he was working on? Well, before, um, during his lifetime, he was the highest paying living artist. Okay. Um, so that's huh. in, the, in the 1920s. In the U.S.? Yes. Okay. Uh, World. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, when, I think it depends on the, it also depends on the piece, though. It de- mm-hmm. Truly, it depends on the size. Sure. Um, who it was for. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, when Malcolm McKay first started buying Russell's, he actually, the first known communication we have between Nancy and Malcolm was 1908. And mm-hmm. he was inquiring about buying a painting. Um, and she tried to sell him the the um, jerked painting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to pay. She wanted $800. He wanted to pay $500, yeah. 100 at the time of receipt, and then 100 every three months after that oh. until it was paid in full. And Nancy said, no deal. It's yep. $800. And mm-hmm. then, uh, so anyway, so that, and then uh, the Roundup, the painting that I was talking about, the commission, um, he paid $1,800 for that. Okay. In yeah. 1912, I believe. Wow. Mm-hmm. But Nancy would cut deals for big collectors. You, you want to keep those big collectors happy. Yeah. If you bought multiple paintings at one time, you know, mm-hmm. quantity discount. All the yeah. things you All do the today. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. So it really depended. But then later in his life, he received, what, $30,000 for the triptych? So. Oh, yeah. wow. So, I mean, yeah. At he that was, day and age? Holy yeah. cow. He yeah. was definitely getting, and I... I really have to, you know, tip my hat to Nancy for that one. Oh, yeah. I mean, She's, otherwise, Charlie was just trading stuff to pay off her yeah, bar bills. And, she was a shrewd she said That's woman. my life. Yeah. Like, if I, could, <laughs> if I had something of value that I'd be like, hey, I'll give you this. You give me six pack of beer. They'd, yeah. That'd be my life. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Some so. of Nancy's letters uh, to Malcolm McKay, she actually writes in there, um, we would have starved if we had just... Mm. Um, tried to sell our paintings at home meaning just selling in this great falls market and not yeah. traveling to canada new york um minneapolis later in the light in their lives yeah. uh, california mm-hmm. so if they hadn't made those trips and just tried to sell right here at home mm-hmm. they they yeah. would not have had the same life for sure yeah wow but we also have letters too for nancy and malcolm in like october 2nd of 1926 so i mean that's what 22 days before Charlie died Mm. where Nancy is still kind of being a little upbeat. She's trying to let everybody know that Charlie's on the mend, you know, like he will finish the commissions, but she's actually pretty honest with the Malcolms too. Just saying that like he hasn't been able to paint since the previous February. So he's just not, he's just being a little slower. And so she was pretty honest with them. So that talks about the relationship too, where she's just not going to, you know, lie to them and she's letting them know that he's just not the best. Yeah. I wonder if that letter where she's saying, you uh, kind of underhandedly saying like you should probably get that painting fixed yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. don't like, rely on charlie to make mm-hmm. a commission i think she was yeah she was starting to think oh i don't know if we'll be able to get he'll yeah. be able to get this done and so wow um, yeah. yeah that's all well like so he died in october mm-hmm. it was february when he had started kind of slowing down like well, he hadn't he- really painted <clears throat> much since february yeah, and hmm. and a lot has to do with a couple years before that too. He had a goiter, um, oh. and he you know when he was younger wasn't exactly you know <laughs> used his body as a rental. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, not quite that way. Um, um, but definitely was. Um, he was he, a cowboy. He was mm-hmm. cowboy. Was a hard life. I mean, hard they life. Slept on the ground. Didn't eat a great diet. Yeah, he's drinking, smoking. He's definitely enjoying. Life. Know, his life here yeah. out in the West. And uh, that took a toll on yeah. him, though. Um, and so that goiter, they removed it. And Charlie hated doctors. Yeah. So he wasn't a fan of that to begin with. But that kind of was the beginning of the downfall for mm. his health. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just a couple of years before. Around like 1924, if I 
We'll have to fact check that one too. Sorry mm. about that. Hey, <laughs> it's roughly in that. You just in go with time it. Frame. We will yeah. believe you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it was roughly in that time period. Somebody so screaming at the radio yeah. or the, <laughs> their phone. Sorry. Like, yeah. it's sorry. not that year. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hey, it's around there. There's yeah. a lot so. of stuff you have to know. She's mm-hmm. lifting paintings. Right. <laughs> she has to decide what gloves to wear. Right. <laughs> but her big decisions, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um. So I mean, so his health just wasn't the best, and. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were still making their trips up to Bullhead Lodge, which is in um, Glacier National Park on Lake McDonald. They had a little suburban cabin. Um, and I think they knew that was going to be like their last their last year to be up there mm. as a family. And Charlie had quit riding his horse a mm. um, couple of years before that, too. So, I mean, he knew his his time was coming. And then you, you look at his book. Um, no, I'm blanking on the Trails title. Trails under. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um, and he and he wrote a little letter in the beginning, and it's basically saying like, I've had a great life, and I've lived, you know, the best life that I could, and if I die now, then well, that's, that's it. Good. Yeah. So I mean, he knew. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So how long is this collection at your museum? Until MHS wants it back. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah. No. Um. I would say um, right now we have it slated um, for a little bit into 2024 um, and through the summer of 2024. But as soon as summer is over, they're going to need it back because that's when their construction should be done. And they're going to, you know, want to put their own paintings back on their walls. Yeah, it seems a little selfish to me. (laughs) But it will be here for Western Art Week. Definitely. It will be here in March. Um, Like I said, it'll be a great time. We'll still have all those Russells on display. Mm-hmm. Those over 200 Russells. So, I mean, it's the best time to see it. I just don't know why you would not spend some time in Great Falls yeah. between now and March doing that. Right. And Maybe. everything else you could do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ski season, go see the Russells. Mm-hmm. Do an event, go see the Russells. Mm-hmm. Like it just fits into everybody's <laughs> itinerary. It really does. <laughs> and as we've talked yeah. about before... On our the gift shop episode, oh yeah, coming up with the holiday season too, especially yeah. it's a good place to go. Yeah, November fourteenth. Is, is there a book That's of right. um, mm-hmm. Nancy's letters to people? Like each mm. chapter is another. I person? would like that. We have um, there's quite a few books. One of my favorites, and to be honest, I have two books that sit on my desk every day. Mm-hmm. And I reference them at least once mm. every day. Uh, it's a biography of Charlie Russell by John Tolliver. And then the second one is a Letters from Charlie, the um, Illustrated Letters of the C.M. Russell Museum. Mm. It's not, I wasn't involved in the production of it. It happened many years ago, but it is not the prettiest book. It's a soft cover book, so mm. the price point's a little bit lower, and it's mm-hmm. kind of this weird yellow color on the outside. <laughs> yeah. But what's so great about it is it's a bunch of the letters, mostly from Charlie, not necessarily, not so much Nancy, but mostly Charlie to his friends. Um, and the museum, let's be honest, Charlie was not the strongest speller, mm. and he um, his handwriting was not awesome. And yeah. he did not use any punctuation. I mean, you it is frivolous. <laughs> it is frivolous. How funny. No periods, I mean, no commas. It all goes back to his um, presumed learning dysgraphia. disability, dys- dysgraphia. One of the symptoms of dysgraphia is a complete lack of punctuation. However, huh. um, and so the museum handwriting. and terrible handwriting, but um, <laughs> masterful painter. His, yeah, is well, funny. what's so interesting, I was reading the other day. Um, Many most people who suffer from dysgraphia, block printing is uh-huh. next to impossible for them. Cursive, however, is much easier. Charlie writes almost exclusively in cursive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now back then that was kind of the standard as well. But yeah. um, even when you look at the uh, his um, envelopes when he addressed envelopes, you know, typically you'd want that to be more in block print, cursive. Huh. Yep. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. But the the letters book is really great because the museum staff at the time dictated or translated the letters, if you will. Um, ah, and so they you can, actually, nice. you can actually read them. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. You yeah. can read that's and understand. Because what usually happens when I and I read a lot of Russell's letters, Sarah's mm-hmm. the yeah. same way. Mm-hmm. You can get about 40 percent of it. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, I've and then up, I think it also depends on how much you re- like which ones you read, because then sometimes you start picking up on his. Mm-hmm. Or his cowboy 
speak because I mean it, it takes it usually takes me about 10 minutes to like because horses my is usually like a hoss a hot yep. oh, yeah yeah so yeah you gotta kind of yeah know the lingo uh-huh. yeah a little bit gotta, but anyway that. so it's it's really great to have that book because you can cheat <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is helpful because I I love the letters just like the personal component to it and the drawings on that but I always like when I've gone to the museum I stare at it and I'm like okay, what does I really want to read this but I can't yeah. we yeah. try when we put out letters we try to have that mm-hmm. dictation and the like an extended label next to it yeah but I can't always do it sure um but that letters book it's a great way to do that because you'll find it'll be in the book mm-hmm. um and if you want to know like more of Nancy's story, there's a couple yeah. good books on Nancy. There's um, Behind Every Man. That's a great mm-hmm. book about Nancy. Um, Backtracking in Memory. That's a, a newer one that um, is out, but that's um, actually... But Nancy actually wrote it. Nancy, Nancy <laughs> oh. actually wrote it. Okay. And her goal was to actually get it published, but she died before it could. And so she, they've now had all the manuscripts and they've put it together. And so... Is, are she those had f- commissioned someone to write a biography of Charlie and she didn't like it. So yep. she hired someone else. And she didn't, didn't like that it. one. And so she was like, well, I'm 0 for 2. I might as well try to write it myself. Yep. <laughs> I love so that. That's a great one, too. And it has some of the letters. Um, when they put it together, it's really beautiful. There's some paintings in there and there's some letters. And so it, it just it's a nice tie in to have kind of through Nancy's eyes of what's going on through mm. their life. Are those for sale at the museum? The yes, ones about they Nancy? Are. Everything's for sale. Yeah. Well, I'm just checking. I'm just yeah, checking. Not quite. <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Yeah. Yeah. I got a couple the of hearse. Paintings, so. oh, you can't yeah. buy that. Remember? No. <laughs> I remember that. Even though it's in the gift shop. Yeah. Did Nancy ever, do we ever have any like record of Nancy trying to paint? Like did, did she oh. have any artistic uh, abilities? She did calligraphy. Okay. Um, but so did um, Josephine Trigg. Oh, yeah. Um, and so she actually did some calligraphy for Russell as well. Mm. Um, but when it comes to actual like artistic abilities, I don't think we have anything I that so I know either. of that Nancy created. We do have some little drawings that Josephine did, however. Yes. Hmm. We have some beautiful, she made these beautiful, um, I would say Victorian. I don't know what the correct era is, but like Victorian yeah. birds oh. that she would illustrate yeah. um, that are just lovely. They're on display. Some of them are on display in the Josephine Trigg Gallery. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. If if you guys don't know who that is, that's um, they. She was best friends with Nancy and Charlie, and they lived just next door, two doors um, down, two doors down. But their family two kind of doors down. <laughs> <laughs> um, their family kind of adopted them when they moved to Great Falls, um, and then Josephine kind of became like a sister to both mm-hmm. Nancy and Charlie, mm-hmm. um, and would actually she would read to him in the studio while he was working. Um, she oh, would read him stories cool. or she would help with the calligraphy and, and kind of oh. write some stuff. I would think that would be distracting if you're trying to paint a painting <laughs> and someone just keeps reading to you like, hey, the stories I mean, would end up like in the... soothing. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think I'm more yeah. of a soothing. And I actually think probably a lot of his little sculptures that he worked on, he, he gave her a lot of gifts. I mean, that's how mm-hmm. we have our museum um, was a lot from her collection that she kept over the years. Mm-hmm. Sarah I that, and I work for the Trigg C.M. Russell Foundation because yes. it was Josephine oh. Trigg's he's, uh, cornerstone gift when she passed in the 1950s that started the museum as we know it today. Yeah. Oh. Wow. So, but a okay. lot of the little sculptures that she... Uh, that's in our collection yeah they're not your typical western sculptures there's elephants uh lions yeah, tigers that's yes, what i noticed, noticed so, those random yeah. and i love those mm-hmm. i love them too and i kind of think of it more of like maybe she was reading you know a thousand and one arabian nights yeah. or she's reading these stories and that's kind of inspiring kind russell of, to yeah. you know do something different it wasn't that's just what in i'm the West. saying like yeah. if somebody's reading to me and i'm all of a sudden <laughs> oh now we're in the sahara there's desert. an elephant yeah. in the middle of the, yeah <laughs> like what's happening <laughs> that's just my mind that's so cool though because that's such a reflection of like personal like what their life was like yeah and yeah. i and i do i really i mean if you you read a lot about charlie you look at some of his work that he's doing he was just a he was just a kid in a in a mm-hmm. man's body yeah I mean, he just <laughs> loved to play around and joke he had a great sense of humor but i just imagine too i mean he liked to make little gnomes out of found objects and stuff and that's just him capturing his humor yeah i feel like and he's just he used to actually and bullhead lodge he would hide them around oh, um, yeah. in the area and they would be like on guard and they'd be <laughs> looking out but he would just or he'd just go and he'd put them in the woods and just have them out there he'd build little homes and it was just That's funny. just big old kid yeah. playing around so it's pretty great. constant creative constantly yeah. creating. Mm. 
That's cool. That's something you don't see or think about when you look at a lot of his paintings necessarily. Yeah, well, no, and I no. think you, it's often you don't look back on people, historic figures and go, they must have had fun. Right. <laughs> like you always think they're just mm-hmm. stoic because you're they're stuck in time with the photos that are there instead yeah. of being there in real time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very true. Same thing happened. We had the Berlin Airlift veterans here. Mm, okay, yeah. And so the Berlin Airlift is this big humanitarian effort. And so you look back on it from history and you're thinking, oh my gosh, these people. Well, then you get to hear from the pilots about how they, you know, flew flew drunk or got kicked oh. out of a bar. And I'm just sitting there going, history's a lot different when you hear it <laughs> from the uh-huh. people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Absolutely. That's not the stuff Man. that's in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's so much. to be glossed over yeah. just right. a little like, bit. Yeah. I was so hungover. I'm like, no, you weren't. Like, yeah. Nobody ever did Everyone anything was bad a, in the history books. Upstanding citizen, and that's all. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, anything else that we should know about this collection, this time when you have extra Russells on hand? I mean, other than just coming to see it, mm-hmm. I mean, everyone is going to experience it differently. Um, that's another thing I love about art. Um, I know sometimes people don't enjoy art because of that, but I think what's great about Russell is that he's a storyteller with a palette and a paintbrush. Mm-hmm. You can, it doesn't matter you know, what it's truly about, what you see, you can really come up with your own story and kind of get invested into that. Um, And yeah, it's talking about this place. It's talking about Montana. We can see Square Butte, uh, Haystack Butte in his paintings. We can see the landscape that's just right outside our door. So it's just really a great way to experience Montana in a different way. Mm. One of the paintings, um, Charles M. Russell and his friends, Um, shows actually Charlie and he's sitting on a horse on kind of a hillside and um, coming up the hill sort of below him are cowboys and they're waving and some Native Americans and they're kind of gesturing hello Um, and in the background you can see the Missouri River the Rockies Square Butte Um, and I live just south of Great Falls just about 10 minutes not very far Every night or every evening when I'm driving home, I look out and I mm. see that scene. I see the Missouri River. I see Square Butte. I see the Rockies behind it. And I'm constantly like, was that the hill he's on? Was that the hill he's on? <laughs> yeah. And that's something that um, not many people do, but I think is so fun is look at Russell paintings and then explore our surrounding area and try to find his vistas mm, because yeah. they're there. Oh, People yeah. have done it. Yeah. Um, I can tell you about a couple right off the bat, which I'm not going to, but, um, you can do it and you you can go see these incredible vistas. And then they're in Charlie's Russell, Charlie Russell's paintings that were created 130 years ago. Um, and it's just a really cool experience to be like, man, and it looks, yes, now there's a few houses and things in the way, but like it, he took, he took some liberties with his landscape, some of them, but other ones it's dead on dead on. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm. I, I think that's just really cool. And in a lot of Malcolm's paintings, because they were commissions, there's little, to use a contemporary term, little Easter eggs. So uh-huh, in yeah. one of them, there's, um, and I'm not going to tell you which one's in which. You have to go to the <laughs> museum and look. see. Yes. Yeah. But um, his brand, Malcolm's brand, the Lazy E, which if you're not, um, I'm not from Montana, so I had to learn all these things. A Lazy E is an E that's on its back. Um, so that Like the, it's laying down. It's laying yeah. down. So lazy. it's lazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, huh. so the Lazy E... L, so an L comes out the kind of the middle of the E, down the bottom of it. So a lazy mm. E L. That brand is in one of the paintings. Oh, um, yeah. Charlie Russell himself makes an appearance in three of them, I believe. Two for sure, and I think there's of a third. There's a three. Yes, of Malcolm's paintings. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Malcolm said, "Well, put yourself in there because you you lived this, you saw this. You know, mm-hmm. I want to I want to see you in there." And one of them wasn't a commission. Uh, he Malcolm bought it in an exhibition, yeah. and Charlie's actually in the painting. Um, two of the paintings are kind of a a story that shows the before and the after. Yeah. And they're not side by side. And they're not so side by side. You gotta, you gotta find see, them. You gotta find yes. them. Piece oh. them together. Yep. Yeah. So we should we should make a little like scavenger hunt. Yeah. Yes. Like, 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 write these down so <laughs> yeah. I can like go a bingo card. Bingo card. I got yeah. this one. Then you get we don't some allow type of writing utensils in the museum though. So 
We'd have to figure so. out another way to do it. I Maybe mean, a scratch off. I mean, I don't even know if you're allowed in the museum now. <laughs> right. So that might be really difficult for you. Uh, yeah. I mean, I get close to the entrance and they look at me and they're like, mm, do you really need? Do you really need? I'm like, no, I can just wait here in the gift shop. That's usually when I get the call. Rebecca, Rebecca's, Rebecca's here. here. Rebecca's here. Yeah. Um, so we anyways, are not so. sending her down. <laughs> Um, but the, we we have some also other great loans on display too from a collector, um, and they're they're some beautiful masterworks. They're in um, part of our permanent galleries and our legacy galleries, um, and there's some also just we have um, the Indian old man stories are on display right now, and those are in my opinion some of the best paintings Russell ever did. They're beautiful, intricate watercolors, mm. um, but they're depicting the Indian old man stories. So they mm. also are telling a story, um, also from a different culture, which is really unique, too, to have that experience. And so there's some really cool things. Um, you want to talk about bison? We got a lot of buffalo hunt scenes that yep. he did. It was one of his favorite things to depict. Those are on display. And a lot of people don't realize in the, the downstairs, the lower level of our museum, we actually have an uh, natural history meets art history yep. um, oh. or art exhibition called um, the bison mm-hmm. um, heart of the plains yes is that where the one where yeah. the f- um, floor yeah you unfortunately yeah. that's not up right now oh, okay. but I but mean, there's a full-size taxidermied bison Rebecca you cannot have sorry, it you can't have it <laughs> um, you can't I don't want the big you can't cut the head off of it and take it <laughs> You also um, cannot touch. Th- we have a baby bison too, so I'm oh. sorry. But yeah, yeah. You don't come to the museum and find it. Yeah. But that exhibition <laughs> talks about the history of the bison, um, how prolific they were in North America, uh, ranging from Canada down to present-day mm-hmm. Mexico, almost coast to coast. Yep. Um, how the Native Americans used the bison and mm-hmm. every single part of the bison, mm-hmm. and we actually have examples of a bladder bag, um, which mm. is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the hottest and- accessory. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it, a lot of people don't uh, realize that. Yeah, we we have a lot of different things, including mm-hmm. including Russell works. Yeah. Did Charlie have an opinion on the massive hunting of the bison? By the time he came to Montana, that had really already happened okay. for the most part. Yeah. There weren't a ton of bison left. He was part of the Pablo Roundup, which was the last. Uh, bison roundup mm -hmm. um but at that point he was actually a little bit older and so he just sort of sat on his horse off to the side and watched (laughs) yeah um so he he thought it was a tragedy yeah Yeah, i was gonna say it was i think for him a really big shock i mean he'd been growing up in st louis you have the you know the river there and you have all these trappers and traders coming in and he didn't like school so he would actually ditch school with some friends and they'd go down to the wharf and they would listen to these stories and so he's hearing about all these great adventures. His uncles were the Bent brothers who were huge when it came to um, frontiersmen in the West and their stories and their conflicts with the people out here. And so, I mean, that's what he wanted to experience. And then by the time he was 16 and came out here, that was all done. Mm. So for him, I think it was just a huge shock and it, kind of that culture shock where he was expecting something else and it didn't happen. And I think that's what we really see in his paintings. Mm. It's kind of this nostalgia of what he wished he could have seen. And then you have the the reverse where he's literally painting what he's observing. Yeah. So when he does become a cowboy, he's actually painting those scenes. And that's why they're so visceral and they're real. Um, that's why his horses finally got better because <laughs> he started painting those because he, he was living that life. He actually experienced it. During that time, a lot of artists like Remington, they weren't out in the West. They're painting something that they're just hearing about, but they're not really mm. living it or experiencing it. So that's also what makes Russell unique is that these are lived experiences. Mm. I'll make a plug. One of the, Christine was talking about the landscapes and how you can still see them today. We still have some remnant books of the CM Russell Auto Tour, which you know, yeah. Mary Art and Scenic Drives together. And that will take you throughout the central Montana region and show you where these paintings took place. Mm-hmm. It's on, you, you have it on your website, don't you? I think uh, you do. No. Oh. Well, because we have a new Not website. Now. So. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. We'll get you, I'll get you a link. Perfect. Um, yeah. And then we have the printed copies here. And I know mm-hmm. you guys got some printed copies as well. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. The Russell multiple Trail options, mm-hmm. multiple options to engage. Yes. Yep. 
Well, ladies, it's been a blast. Thank you for yeah. having us. Thank yeah. you so much. I nice. learned a lot. Fun. Yeah. Next Every time. time we're just going to talk stories like mm-hmm. uh, Easter eggs and yeah. uh, random letters to random people. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had you in the mu- you've been <laughs> to the museum one time, and I teased you with a ghost in a painting. Yes. Yeah. So you'll did have you to find come it? back to the mu- they they did find it. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Ha- well, you'll have to come. We'll have to figure out a way to get you back in the museum. Yes. And I don't know if we can do like a mobile like we hold the microphones and like walk around and um, do the we'll... real live shock and awe. Of, <laughs> oh, I found Charlie. Right. Yeah. Here's the brand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then the security will be like, never again, people. <laughs> never <laughs> again. Not a good idea. Rebecca will just have her own personal personal security Assistant. guard with yeah. her, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> holding the back of her shirt. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Although the last time we were all together in the museum. We were there for a video and photo shoot, and yeah. I was not the one getting pulled away from walls. It was Christina not. was oh. the one pulling Maddie away. She'd be constantly get away from that wall, get a wall. <laughs> well, she'd go to lean in somewhere, yeah. and Christina's well, like, mm, "You're no, ne- no, she- no, you're right next to a picture." <laughs> she yeah. was just she- Maddie was like, "Is six feet tall?" Yeah, yeah. She's very tall, and I'm not that tall. <laughs> and so she would get ahead of me, and she was just so into taking the pictures that she would just. Like it felt to me, I had to sprint <laughs> on a couple of occasions to be like too close. <laughs> so anyway, it wasn't. Rebe- I don't think Rebecca, no. you weren't there though. I was there. Oh, you were no. okay. <laughs> we, see how minimal like everybody I made was myself distracting. in yeah. all of the other. I just sat far, she far away from the art. <laughs> found bench, middle of the room. <laughs> yeah, just circle, up. circle around. Like, yep, that's pretty one. That's mm-hmm. pretty one. Let's go to the next room. <laughs> that was your chance to go on, like scurry off. No, no one would have noticed. I would rather take security <laughs> over Christina. <laughs> A little bit. I would rather take mm-hmm. security. Five we say that too. Me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, so Thank next time we've Thank got you. our agenda. It's been a blast. Yeah. And until we see you folks here uh, planning your trip to experience Great Falls from now until March and beyond, we're here to help. But until you're here, we hope you're having fabulous time with your family and friends wherever you might be. See you soon. We're no damn experts, as the recorded claims from Great Falls, Montana, covering what you need to know about this amazing damn town. Damn, that felt good.